Welcome to God Talks with Joey Oswald. Hello, it's a great day to have a great day. And today I get to interview Daniel Christian on this episode of God Talks. Give him a round of applause. Woo! All right, Thank you, brother. Go ahead and give us a quick two-minute autobiography of your life. Go ahead and start whenever you're ready. All righty. Well, um, I was not born in Ohio. I was actually born in uh, Florida. And I unfortunately only get to live in Florida for about six months before I moved to Ohio. Um, But uh, for the most part, um, I've lived in Uniontown and Harville pretty much my whole life. Um, I went to Lake um, schools all my life. I graduated as a Blue Streak. I went to school um, with my wife currently now and uh, met when she was in eighth grade and I was a sophomore. And um, so I've, I was friends with her for quite some time before um, we started dating and everything. Um, Once I graduated high school, I didn't really know exactly what I was going to do. Um, My stepmother at the time was going to go in to do massage therapy because she had a medical background. So I figured why not do that myself? Went to school. Um, Unfortunately, that school kind of jostled me around um, and I wasn't the only one, but uh, eventually that school got shut down for committing federal fraud. So unfortunately my schooling, um, I could have went to a different school. I could have transferred over. Uh, None of my credits could transfer, but I was able to get out of classes if I would have tested but unfortunately I wouldn't have been able to do that because I was out of school for too long so I didn't know exactly what to do um so I just worked at a car dealership like Vacron Canton um and then once I would propose to my wife and we were going to get married I needed a promotion and uh, unfortunately they had nowhere to put me they tried to find anywhere they could and we mutually both parted ways, no hard feelings, no burn bridges. Um, and uh, I did that up until about 2012, 2013. Um, and then I helped with my wife. Um, my in-laws had a pizza shop at that time. So I helped there, um, worked there for a little bit. Uh, that didn't work out very well, unfortunately. So then I went to Gordon's Food Service and worked in the freezer, which that only lasted a little bit because then finally I found a job that actually I was fit for, a delivery job in the medical field. And I did that for six years, um, thankful to them. And uh, uh, that led me into what I'm doing now. I decided to be working for myself, to be my own boss. And that's what I do currently. I get to work with my dad, which is one of the greatest perks. What I get to do is I get to see and learn from my dad still at being 33 years old. I'm still learning things from him. And uh, he is my, he he has helped me formed in the man I am today. And I am a lot like my dad and my dad is definitely probably one of the best men that you ever could meet and uh i'm just thankful i get to work 
with him every day. And uh, I'm just thankful for where I am right now. God threw, God was with me the whole way, even down the rough, bumpy roads and the hard times in life. God, uh, God was there and I needed to learn those lessons. One of the things I always asked myself that I saw one day was, God, why are you taking me through water? And it said, because my enemies can't swim. So, yeah, so I take that to heart every day. Um, and I, I try to live my best life to be the best husband I can be, um, be the best exterminator that I can be, be the best son that I can be, and just be an overall good person and and hopefully touch people, you know, try and try and at least hopefully if they're having a bad day after meeting me for five seconds, my goal is to try and put a smile on your face. And most of the time I can do that. Oh, absolutely. I know growing up, you were always around you and your dad, some of the greatest people I've ever met. You always have this positive energy about you and, you know, talking to you just puts you in a good mood. So I appreciate you coming on here. It's super exciting well, to get to talk to you and, and hear about your life. I appreciate being here. And uh, so one thing I love to ask everyone before I even get their beliefs about God is I ask them to give me a 60 second gospel. And, and this is basically just your understanding or interpretation of Christianity. And I ask everyone right. this because I believe that everyone has been exposed to the gospel in some aspect. Um, we learn about it in school. Some people are raised in the church, but I think it's cool to see how people understand Christianity. So 60 second gospel whenever you're ready. Okay. Well, um, I've been touched by Christianity my whole life. Um, and most people like to make a, uh, a, a joke that doesn't bother me because I know it's not malicious in any way, but my last name so happens to be Christian. So I'm Christian uh, times two. <laughs> so um, people are like, wouldn't it be weird? Um, and I always, I always tell people, they're like, wouldn't it be weird if you were Jewish? And I'm like, well, um, if you want to know the true answer to that, it's not so far-fetched. Um, so, and they're like, well, what if you're Hindu or Muslim? I'm like, yeah, I can understand how you would think that's kind of weird. But um, I was uh, brought up through it all my life. Um, I got saved when I was six years old. Um, and most people think, when you're six years old, how does that work? How are you old enough to interpret? And uh, the biggest thing that um, I can say is you just believe and have faith. Faith is one of the biggest things that you need to have. Um, if you don't have faith, um, then you're, then I promise you, you're unfortunately not going to know the love of Jesus. You have to have faith in him. And if you don't have faith in him, then I pray to God that someone comes into your life and can choose, can show you um, that they can, um, tell you about him and all the great things that he does wow thank you for that answer that is pretty cool last name's christian you're a christian times two i love that so another question that i ask everyone this takes up the majority of the interview and you've already mentioned it but it's do you believe in god yes no i don't know and then just tell me your reasons why yes i definitely do believe in god um I grew, like I said, I grew up in church. Um, when I was younger, um, like really young, 
the only time I ever went to church was with my grandparents. My dad nor mom together took me to the church. Uh, both of their jobs they had were very demanding. Um, my mom would work a solid 12, 13 hours a day, and same with my dad. So I never really be with them. Um, so when I went to church, it would be with my dad's mom and dad, because um, my mom's mom and dad um, got... Um, they are not with us anymore, so I miss them a lot every day. Um, but they're they're with me. They're just not down here, and that's more than okay with me. Um, I know they're not hurting anymore. They don't have any more health issues, um, and that is what makes knowing that they're not here that brings joy to my heart. Knowing that they are they are in a much better place than where I'm at right now, and one day I will be reunited with them again. So. Um, so I grew up with, um, going to church with them, um, both my aunt, um, and uncle were part of the youth group. My grandmother and grandfather were part of the church. It was very church oriented. It was very Christian based. Um, anytime I was at my grandmother's, if I wanted to rent a movie, I wasn't allowed to go over G. I couldn't even go to PG. It had to be G. Um, and any game that I played had to be rated E for everyone. And uh, that's the way that was. And that's fine. I'm cool with that because that helped me who I am now. Um, uh, I was also a young kid. There was no reason for me to watch rated R movies and, you know, M8 games and stuff like that, even though they didn't really make a lot of those, thankfully like they do now so um I grew up in it um like I said I got saved when I was six um and uh the lady that got me saved is still alive to this day um unfortunately Pastor Lanham her husband um went on with the Lord uh many years ago um but she's still around so um so I, I grew up in, in church up, up until I was probably about, I don't know, I was probably in elementary school. Um, I still would go, but not as often. Um, my dad would meet us at church and my mom would meet us at church when I was with grand, my grandparents, but they never collectively took me. So at least they were there. That's what mattered, I guess. Um and then as I grew up, I didn't go as much. Um, I still believed in God. I've always believed in him, no matter where I've, where I've ever been. And, uh, and I'd say probably when I was about 12, my mom, she moved to Florida. Um, she had a very bad second marriage um, that was very, very bad, very abusive physically and, and mentally. Um, and she wanted to start, she wanted to start over essentially. She wanted to do something good. And I said, that's fine. Do what makes you happy. Cause I wanted my mother to be happy. Um, and now my mom doesn't even live in this country. My mom lives in Belize, South America. She never came home and we wow. grew, we grew apart and, uh, and, uh, I, to this day, I love her because she's my mom. But I don't hate my mom. Like I have, I have a good excuse to say I hate my mom, and that she's a horrible person, and this, that, and condemn her for what she did. Um, but my mom knows what she did. She missed every varsity football game I ever played in. 
Uh, she missed every varsity track meet I played in. She wasn't there when I went to prom. She wasn't there when I went to my uh, any other dances. She just, she wasn't there. And the day she realized she missed all that, it was the day where her punishment made me, that made what it is. She knew what she missed and I didn't do it. And I know that burdened her and I wasn't going to add on to it. I just didn't have much of a relationship with her. Um, I wish her the best. I pray God's with her every day. I pray that at some point, if she hasn't, that she accepts God as her Lord and Savior. I don't know, to be honest, whether she is or not. Um, but I hope maybe that there's someone out there that one day will come by and will say the magic sentence and she'll decide that, you know, she she decides that she wants to, you know, have him as her Lord and Savior. If she doesn't already, she very well may have. I do not know. Um, but uh, I, I grew up and then um, I got into high school and I still believed in Jesus, but I did never, I never went to, I never went to church really uh, very much. Um, and I just played sports. I went to school with my buddies, um, kind of did what most any teenager would mostly do. Um, and then I graduated high school and, um, I became, um, I, uh, I was having trouble with life and I decided to, uh, start to go into church again. It was on my own. I went by myself, um, and I started even even tithing then, uh, doing little things. And I saw my life change for the better. Like things would happen where I think I would be, I, I would be in a tough spot, and magically out of nowhere, something fantastic would happen that would fix that problem, an issue that I had into a positive experience for not just me and uh, for others around me as well. Um, and I saw the things he was doing in my life and I could see the things he would do for other people, whether they believed it or not, I could see it. I never saw physically saw Jesus. I've never had a conversation with Jesus. Like I'm talking to you now where he's talked to me back, like you would speak to me, but he would, he would talk to me through, he, he would talk me through situations and what would happen with my life and what I would be able to see other people. Um, and then for some goofy odd reason, I decided to, um, I was kind of slipping and I went back on that, um, that, that bandwagon with everybody. Um, I became a bouncer at a bar, which I had no reason or business to be in. Um, and I lived that life for about six years and, uh, it uh I finally got out of there I got done with that and I would just hang out with friends and then one day I met my wife again at a fair and then we started talking and then we started dating and once her and I were dating we kind of clicked on that because we both were believers um her father my father-in-law is an evangelist um so we were able to connect uh, on that level we weren't as as they say unyoked we were definitely not unyoked one bit um 
and then finally got married. And uh, in the beginning of our marriage, it was actually tough. Um, I couldn't tell you how many times she would call me and something would be wrong and she'd be crying and there's nothing I could do. Um, and we I came home the one time and the we was sitting in our living room crying because our electricity was turned off that day because it was just hard to make things meet. And we started to learn that we, we definitely needed to start diving in together as a couple um, into the word. And we started to do that and things started to happen for the better. And Many things happened. We had a, a we've had we've had our definite rough times, um, but without Jesus, we wouldn't have been able to get through them and be where we are at today. And now, I believe our relationship is as strong as it's ever been. Um, we used to have our relationship was built on sand. Um, we got that, that sand cleared out, and we poured a concrete pad, and that's what we are building on as of today. And um, he is, he's walking with us every day. He helps us every day. I wouldn't be in the position I am with my job and what I do and everything. And she wouldn't be in the position she's in if it wasn't for him. And wow. it's just, it, he, it's, it's evident. He's there. He, he here, whether you want to believe it or not, um, he does things to anybody, whether you believe it or not, um, you can, you just see it. And that's what, that's how I believe he shows his love to me and to all his children is that no matter what we do, he loves us and he's going to forgive us. If, if you can be a murderer and go to prison and they want to execute you, if you give your heart to him and you truly mean it, like you mean it, not just say it, just to say it. But if you truly believe in him, before they execute you and he forgives you for that doing what the sin that's probably the most unforgivable on this earth if he can love you after that then i know he's gonna love me and i know he's gonna love everyone around me wow that that is just a beautiful response and like you said you've had so many so much heartbreak and all these tragedies in your life, but ultimately that's, that's led you closer to God. And, and I love your analogy of the sand and the, the concrete. I think that's incredible. Um, so how would you say ultimately that the, the hardships in your life, you know, instead of letting them tear you down, how did you use that for good to, to better yourself? Well, um, with the things that happened in life, I was, I was given the chance. Life gave me the opportunity to say I quit. Life gave me the opportunity to give excuses of, well, this happened in my life. This is why I can't do this. This has happened in my life. I can't do that. And yeah, it happens to everybody. It's just whether you want to do it or not. Mm. And I've learned by watching people um, especially my own father, because he raised me almost on his own. And he worked two to three jobs consistently. 
but I never wanted for nothing. I always had a roof over my head. I was warm when it was cold and I was cool when it was warm. Um, I had food in my belly. I played three sports, not just one, not just two, three. Um, I had two surgeries and four broken bones out of it. I did all these things, but because of how strong my dad was and how determined he was, he he persevered and life dealt him cards at first when I was younger for him to go to give excuses of why I couldn't do this or why I couldn't do that or my wife is no longer here I just have my son so life is beating me down he he didn't do that my dad was given life gave him an option to quit and the drive that's in him he can't quit. He doesn't quit. He never will. And that what, and I saw that, and I've seen that in other people too, that you come up to adversity and life is telling you it's okay to quit. And they just, it, their, their mind and their spirit just won't let them, won't let them quit. They're not going to stop. They're going to take the adversity and the issues that they're going through and turn them into positivity in some way, shape, or form. Can it happen in a couple of days? Yeah. Would it take a couple of years? Yeah. And there's no, there's no guarantee that it's going to be an overnight fix. Pretty much any issue you have, it's not going to fix itself overnight. It takes consistency. You have to consistently go after the positive in life my dad always told me if you want it just go get it just go and do it do the work there will be work involved it will be tough you're gonna have to sweat you're gonna have to bleed you're gonna have to sacrifice but at the end of the day you want it you can get it and that's one reason why the company that my dad has why we are called relentless pest control is because we are relentless we are will relentlessly work until we fix your issue, problem, anything that's wrong with your home. We will go at it until we, until until we win. We always win, and that's always been a mentality of his. That's why it's called relentless. And anybody that's ever known my dad once he started this business said that it fits him it fits the mentality of who my father is if you knew who my father was you know you know that's absolutely perfect oh absolutely and i think you just have to be you need to be relentless in life Dang. but at the same time you also need to have faith in god people always and this is my opinion and i don't know how other people may think about this but when people ask me how can, if you love God so much, how could he give a child cancer and they die when they're at the age of four or things like that, tragedies like the school shootings and stuff. And they're like, how can you believe in God like that? And unfortunately, the best thing you can do is you have to have faith in him to know that you just have to, have to have faith. That's really all I can say. If you want to believe the Bible, it's faith. Some people say those are fairy tales. They say it's a fairy tale book, that it's written by hundreds of men. It doesn't mean anything. And it's just, it's faith. You got to have faith to know that he's there. 
And when you have faith and know that he's there, you can see him work in your life. He can work in the life of people around you. And you get to see that every day. So it's faith. And yes, it's horrible when children die. And yes, it's horrible when people that do absolutely nothing get an illness or and killed in a car accident. It's 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 heartbreaking and and i feel for people that go through that and yeah i I can understand why you raise those questions but if if you want to know the answer have faith in god and talk to him about it because he will answer your prayer he will give you answers it may not take four hours for you to get your answer you might not understand for years but one day one day you will understand and to get to that type, to get to that specific time, you just need to have faith. Wow. I like that. That is a great answer. And that is a huge hang up for some people is the problem of evil and why do bad things happen to good people. And so I like that response and the way you think about it. And I thought it was interesting. You talked about how you have every reason to, to hate your mother, but instead you choose to love her. So how, why can you, are you able to forgive your mom? It took it took a little while. Um, I won't lie. It it took me um, it took me some time to forgive my mom for what she did. Um, because I know I know my life would have been different if I would have had my mom and my dad in my life growing up. Now, whether they were married or whether they were divorced, if I would have at least had my mom my life would have been different. Uh, I know things would have been different. I would have, uh, my mom was very good academically, very good. She was very book smart. Um, that's one thing I can never take away from my mom. She could have helped me study better. She would have helped me understand my uh, teachings better. I wouldn't have had so many struggles. Um, she was good at that. My dad is a very, very brilliant man. He's very well read. He loves it. He would rather read than watch TV any day of the week. Mm-hmm. And you can hear that with the way he talks and the way he and the way he interprets situations, the way he goes after things. Um, and you would never know, but my dad never went to college. Mom did. She graduated from Kent State, but my dad never went to college, and you would never know that. Um, just because he, he is that way. And yes, as I was growing up, he did everything he could to try and help me with my studies. He would buy me flashcards. He'd give me fun little games. He'd do everything he could to try and help me. And unfortunately, because I was young and goofy, I just never latched on to it. And that, that was my own fault. I very easily could have because my dad did try. But I just, I never... I never went about it and it just if if she would have been in my life life my life would have been different but I also know this much if my mom was in my life and never left and be where I am right now wow life would have been life would be totally different you know the 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 chances of me sitting here right now doing this could I be yeah if I would have my mom in my life yeah I could be in the exact same place I am now and things might have been easier because I had my mom in my life um 
or I might not be sitting here. You know, I might have gotten good grades and I went to a good college and I could be in a different state and I could work in an office, you know, and all these different things. And I do believe Erica would be my wife. It's just the way we would have met in our relationship at the beginning would have just been different. Things might have been a lot <clears throat> easier on us because I would be in a career-based um, role, working my way up a totem pole and stuff like that, compared to having to fight every day for everything we've ever had. Anything we have today, we have fought for and we have worked for. That's one thing no one will ever be able to take away from either of us. We have worked everything we got and that has made us into the people we are today my wife is a fantastic woman um i'm so blessed to have her on this ride i call life with me um to be with me when i'm happy to enjoy those happy moments together to see her smile to hear her giggle um to see her it's light up when I bring a treat home from work, whether it's a, a piece of candy or whether it's a thank you card, what be you. I, lo I love doing those things. I love spoiling my wife, and I can do that now. And I couldn't do that if it wasn't for God. You know, I, I love doing that. And she's there when I'm at my lowest points. She's always been there for me. She's always been my number one fan. She's always been my number one advocate. She's always been my number one cheerleader. She always will be. That will never change. And I'm just blessed to have her as my wife. Um, and I'm blessed to have the in-laws that I have. I, they, I love them to pieces. Her mom is my mom because I never had, I never really had one. So her mom's my mom. She's not my mother-in-law. She's my mother. Wow. And if you want to try and cross me on that, I promise you ain't going to like it. Dang. And my father-in-law, I love him to pieces. We like to fish. Um, I like to go fishing. He got me into guns. Um, I'm a big gun guy. I love, I love, I love guns, and I love doing that kind of stuff. And he brought me into that world. And that's, you know, we have our own things that we bond on that I don't do with my biological dad, which is perfect because I have things to do with one, and I have things to do with the other. Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm blessed in that way and i just i'm lucky to have who i have and if i didn't have who i have life i i couldn't tell you how life would be right now and honestly i don't want to think how life would be like that because i ain't never gonna live it i ain't never gonna know it so there's no reason to dwell on it it's never gonna be an issue it's just that that's the way it was. I was dealt a hand of cards when I was younger, and I've tried to play my aces and kings the best that I could throughout life. And I'm happy where I'm at. Um, I know uh, my dad loves me. He loves me for me. He loves me as his son. He loves me as his employee. My wife loves me as a husband, a friend. Um, you know, my in-laws love me because I'm their son-in-law and I will do anything I possibly can for them. I truly 100% just, I'm blessed beyond beyond reason. And that's why I say be relentless, be blessed because it, 
it's a mind frame. Life is a life is a frame of mind. If you want to think that life's out to get you, that life doesn't want you to succeed because you have, because you're not doing so well, you're not doing so hot. Nothing's working in your court. You know, you're not getting. You know, you're not in a job you want to. You're in a dead end job, and you're living in a one room apartment, and you can't have any relationships and all the relationships you've had have failed and you and you might have one buddy and that's about it you know and that's whether you're male or female both everybody has issues like that but if you want to let if you want to think that life's going to get you down unfortunately that's the way it's going to be if you change your way of thinking and go i don't want to be here anymore I don't want to work in this job anymore. I want to have my own home. I want to be able to go find the man or woman that God has made for me that's going to be my my equal, bring out the best in me. And that will be my complement to my faults. If you want that, all you got to do is change your frame of mind. And then, like I said earlier, go get it. That's all wow. you got to do. Thing. that is inspirational and just i like how you're talking about the frame of mind and that's what kind of changed everything for you and you had talked about how you and your wife and you were going through those hard times you guys decided to dive in into the word and, and start reading the bible and live your life that way and so what made you guys start doing that what why do you believe the bible to be to be god's word and why do you look to that for advice well i will admit 100 percent I'm not one of those Christians that in a talk with you can bring up memory verses and passages and stories throughout the Bible. Unfortunately, to this day, I still hate reading, even if it's God's word. It's just hard for me to read. I don't know why it's hard for me to read. I can understand everything. That's not the problem. I just, I, I don't like to read. I, I know that my wife has told me this on many occasions. My own father, my aunts, both of them, my uncle and my grandmother, everyone in my family reads, but the guy you're talking to right now. And they tell me reading so much fun because you get to take that character you're reading about and then jump into their world. And experience the experiences they're going through and, you know, go through their story, whether it's happy, whether it's sad and do all this. I, my brain just doesn't kick that way. And I don't know why it just doesn't. So when I'm reading the Bible, I read, but then I stop because to me, if I'm bored reading it or I can't understand it, through my no fault of my own other than just one i feel like it's disrespectful to him that i'm just ghosting the bible i don't think i i don't want to do that i want to be the person and unlike my wife my she loves so she excels reading you give her a book on anything let her read give her a test when you're done i promise you it'll be as close to 100 percent perfect is all get out she's good at that and she loves to get in her bible we have bought her like three bibles within the past like four years and the reason why we do that is because she needs another bible because the bible she was reading has notes in the bible things are underlined are highlighted she writes little notes and corners or on the edge or stuff like that and they're just 
full of knowledge and things that she has extracted out in her own belief, in her own opinion, and the way she thinks that one day when we do have children, she will be able to hand those Bibles to them so they can read God's word, but then understand what she said, what my wife believes. Like, this is what mom thinks of this, but this is mom's opinion. If you're going to form your own opinion, that's fine. But I just want you to know what I know first. She's good at that. My dad is the exact same way. My grandmother's the same way. My uncle's the same way. He went to Bible college. He knows, he has personally written the Bible from first word to last word twice. Wow. He has copied the Bible. He has Dang. copied it and, and he, and it's just, it's awesome. And then his, his wife, um, her parents are, um, uh, oh, I can't think of the word. They, um, they live over in, um, over in Russia. They're, uh, that's, that's missionaries. Yes, they are missionaries. Oh, I couldn't think of that. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're missionaries and she has like three or three sisters and like two brothers or something. And they traveled around Russia and stuff like that when she was a kid. She can speak almost pretty much fluent Russian because she spent so much time growing up over there. And, you know, it's just my whole life and my whole world and everyone that I love in it is 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 in it they they all love god they all know god they know he's alive that he's true there's no doubting it's just solid and everyone in my life from my immediate family my wife and my father to my aunts and my uncles you know and even my you know it just it seems like everyone's just like honed in and understand this and there's really not a doubter you know to to really be you know to wonder my the only doubter we'd have is my one cousin he's struggling right now with what he believes and with what wow. he wants to do and you know I love him and I love him and I told him last time I seen him I was like you need to do what makes you happy um, even if it's something that we may not agree with, it's your life. You're going to do it whether you want to or not. And there's no reason for me to be negative and hate you for it. You know, if you want, I will gladly sit down and have a cup of coffee with you any day of the week. All you got to do is call me. If you have a situation you need help with, let me know. I will help you, at least to the wow. best of my abilities. And... I'll do that for almost anybody. I, I really don't care. I, I love people. I, I was raised to give people the benefit of the doubt. That's what was instilled to me by my dad, my grandparents. His mom and dad did that to me. You know, that's just the way I was brought up. Not everybody, not every person you meet the first time that shows you their ugly side is them 24-7. You very well meet, meet someone on a bad day they're just have a bad day they woke up later you know their car wouldn't start when they went to try and go to work or they went to work and unfortunately they were laid off because that's just the way unfortunately it is it's not because they're a bad worker they're actually a good worker it's just 
the company can't afford to have them anymore. You know, it doesn't matter what it is that has happened in their day. You meet them and they could be ugly to you. They can throw, you know, they could try and fight you or they could throw obscenities at you or they can just give you the cold shoulder or whatever. Give that person the benefit of the doubt. If you're going to meet them again, go back to that meeting in the same manner you wanted to meet them before. And maybe they're going to be one of your best friends. You don't know. Yeah. Wow. I love just hearing about your mindset and, and the way that you look at life. And it's just so inspirational. It's super optimistic. And I love it. I love talking with people like you just give off this positive energy and it just puts you in a good mood. And, and I like hearing the way you think. And so I'm going to ask you a question. I ask everyone to, to see what you think about it. And do you think that all religions lead to the same God? I, um, personally, I, I, unfortunately, I don't, um, I believe, um, I believe that like, I, I, I'm pretty sure that if you are, you know, if, no, I don't. I, I think that some religions, they definitely use Jesus. They use Christ um, in their religion. They just don't believe him the exact same way that we do. Um, but he is actually in their pardon me, that he is actually in their religion. Just They don't view him the exact way you would. We think of him as Jesus is a Christ came down for our sins. Other people know that Jesus is God's son, but he wasn't sent down here for our sins. And then I also believe that some religions have multiple idols. You know, they have one for the sun they have one for the rain they have one for the fields you know and they're different god is god and he controls all of that but it's just him he doesn't have anyone else on council he doesn't have a ceo he doesn't have a cco he is it he's omniscient he is the one there's no one else that does it just him and there's other religions out there that don't believe that there's just one person and they may think that you know they they may think of jesus but they probably don't think of him even close to the way that we do you know and, and that's the way i think um you know i could be wrong but that's also because i don't know these other religions i don't know the way people worship in hinduism and i don't know how people worship you know with muslim you know with islamic with all that i don't know that because i'm not that and i've never researched it so i can't 100 percent sure say that they are wrong that they are viewing it wrong I can't do that. I can give a pretty darn good estimated guess, but I'm not going to 100% completely exit it out, but I'm about 98, 99% sure they don't. Oh, thank you. That, that's a pretty cool explanation. I like the way that you think and, and hearing about how you process things. That's just super cool to me. And another question I love to ask everyone that doesn't necessarily pertain to our conversation, but 
I ask them what their morning routine is. And I ask this because I've read so many self-help, self-improvement books, and they all tell you, you got to get up early and, and do all these things before you start your day. But then I've also met yep. a lot of successful people who, who don't do that. So I'm just interested. What, what do you do in the morning? Yep. There's a lot of people. Um, I believe that are like that. Um, there there's always people talk about uh, Mark Wahlberg or The Rock how they get up at like 30 o'clock in the morning and they do a workout and then they do this then they do that they do this they do that and obviously Dwayne Johnson and Mark Wahlberg are very successful people but yes they start their day crazily but then there's other people that don't so I'm usually up uh a little bit before my wife. My wife gets to sleep a little bit more before she gets up. Um, and we, uh, I get up, I take the dogs outside, I bring them in. Usually I have coffee already made that I'll set up the night before. And um, I will get a cup for me, um, not all the time. Um, I try to limit my caffeine because I have high blood pressure and they do not want me drinking caffeine. So I shouldn't drink coffee, but having a little bit, having a half a cup here and there isn't going to hurt me. Um, I'll do that. And then usually by then my wife is up and when I hear her um, get up and that she's walking down the hallway, I go ahead and pour her a cup and set it over on the table for her by our couch and so she sits down and she puts a blanket on and we both um, do um, Bible studies. Um, we do do one. Um, usually that's a marriage one just to keep our marriage strong and to keep it going. And then we have like individual ones to like uh, do um, that we do. Ones that, you know, pertain to us specifically, not just not just generally but you know specific ones with the things that are going on in our life and things that we just want to overcome or if there's an issue at hand that we want to get rid of you know bible studies that are specific towards that end to try and resolve what's going on um and then from there around six o'clock my wife gets up and then she goes to get ready for work she owns a diner um and she gets for work or she gets ready for work at that time every single day and uh, she gets ready i make sure she has coffee poured and ready to go in a to-go cup if she wants coffee usually she'll take a water with a flavor packet with her, and i'll get that together i'll get everything ready and it'll be ready to go when she's ready to walk out the door. And if it's winter time, I already have the car turned on and de-iced, de-thawed before she gets to it. So all she's got to do is jump in the car and go. Um, and then that is always how our mornings, except for her day off and Sundays, go. Um, they change right after that because... Um, it depends on if it's summer months, which means I'm in season for my job, which is between um, the end of March until Halloween, October 31st, um, I'm doing pest control. So usually I don't start my days until about 8, 8.30, and I just leave my house and I go to my first stop. Um, or if it's during this winter um 
if it's during the winter. I have a winter job. I work for a collision center as a detailer, and I work for them November through March. And my day starts at 8 o'clock there every day. So it kind of just depends on the time of year of when my morning will start um, completely. So usually I'm always getting ready around the same time, usually around 7, 6.45, 7 o'clock. Because um, I like to get ready, put on my shoes, and then kind of sit down for a second, collect my thoughts, think about what I need to get done that day, things I need to do um where I'm going whether I'm staying in Hartford or Uniontown or if I need to drive up to Hudson and Twinsburg because I have customers up there um or if I gotta drive to Alliance or Louisville you know kind of what it is uh kind of depending on the day do Eric and I have something we need to do when I get home um do we have anything we're doing is it a end is it a Saturday do we have something to go do you know I just kind of like to think in my head hey what's what's going on that day do I just need to go to work come home and that's it or are there extracurricular activities at the end of the day so that's That's kind of how my mornings that's usually how my mornings go and if it's Sunday we sleep in (laughs) wow I love that I love that you get up early you get your coffee you get your your Bible study done. That, that's awesome. It's a really great way to start the day. And so another question, last question of the interview I asked every single person is what advice would you give to me at my age to help me live my best life? Well, what is your age? I'm 24. Okay. Um, first off, listen to your mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I love your mom. Mom is a beautiful lady inside and out. I've always loved Mama Ozzy. That's what I call her. And I've I've always loved your mom ever since we were younger. And you and your you and your other brother were running around like goofballs while your older brother was sick of you. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, but I've always loved your mom. Your mom has always had a smile on her face. She's always been happy. Um, I've never not heard nor seen mom in any other state other than just a joyful, happy person. Uh, I'm glad I've never seen her mad because she would scare me even though she's only half my size. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, but listen to your mom. I would say listen to your mom because if I would have listened to my dad more than I did, I would probably, I would be a better man than I am right now. Um, Things probably would have been easier um for the most part um yeah they've been where we're at they know the outcome so they remember when they were 24 and they remember what happened in those 365 days leading up to their 25th birthday now granted life's different for us now as you as 24 compared to when our parents were 24 obviously the world is so much different it's not even funny but they got a general idea of how this world works and how it's going to come at you and it will it will come at you hard and it's going to put you on your knees and it's going to keep you there 
And your mom is going to be one of those people that'll be able to lift you back up off the ground, help you brush yourself off and walk with you every day and talk with you. And he's that person that you could call at the end of, um, they can call at the end of the day. If you had a bad day, you had something rough and you didn't want to talk to your fiance, you didn't want to pick to call one of your brothers. You didn't want to call a buddy of yours, but you have mom. Wow. You can always talk to mom for everything. Absolutely. So always do your best to listen to your mom, even though if she tells you something that you think is totally not even close to what you want to or how it would help you I promise you if you don't in that way or at least just take a hint of advice from them that you'll get through that situation and go well should have listened to mom <laughs> because mm-hmm. of what it is so first and foremost listen to your mom she knows she knows what she's talking about she it's not the same day of when she was 24 but she's been 24 that's all that matters she's had she has the experience we we are still we are rookies they are veterans they know they know this game life they've been playing it for a few more years than we have oh absolutely i so love that I would, advice I, I i definitely do that um also make sure that you do not do not lose contact with god and when i mean that I mean by don't stop praying, don't stop talking to him, don't stop going to him, always talk to him. That's one thing my wife is jealous of me, and that's something that a lot of people have been, is when I pray, I don't pray like most people, but I literally, I sit down in a room and I talk to God like he did in front, because he is. He's wow. always there with you. Talk to him. Don't just pray. Talk to him. And don't always just don't always just ask for self for selfish things for yourself. Also mm-hmm. ask for other people. I mean selfish. I'm talking like help me get this car that I really want or let me and Aubrey get the house that we want. You know, this that I'm not I'm talking about that. I'm not talking about God, please keep my brothers. I love them. Keep my mom safe. Keep my buddy safe. Keep my fiance safe from, from the devil because he's out there and he's going after people to get to you. That's exactly what he's doing. He's getting to your mom, to get to you. So he's trying to make have her have a bad day or have a bad experience to get to you. Not just to get to her, but he's also getting to you. Same thing with all your brothers. Same thing with your fiance. It doesn't matter who it is. He's out to get that person, but at the same time, he's trying to get to you. So Absolutely. you talk him, talk to him for that. Not not getting the material stuff, because it's not like when we die, a big Brinks truck is going to come pull up and dump truck a bunch of stuff into our group that we've accumulated over life that doesn't matter that house at the end of the day doesn't matter because the mansion god built you is better at the end of the day those cars don't matter because we're not gonna need cars in heaven you know what i mean 
You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. I love that. Thanks. See your insight. is just, it's just incredible. And I, I truly appreciate the wisdom that you're passing on to me. It, it means a lot. I've, I've loved this interview. It's, it's been incredible being able to hear about your life and your faith is just so strong and it's inspirational to everyone who, who listens to this. And so thank you so much. And so well, is there anything that, you. yeah, anything you want to say, any final remarks before we wrap this thing up? Um, well, again, I just want I want to uh, I just want to say how proud how proud of uh, you I am. I uh, never really I I never really thought of where you would end up because honestly I was never like friends friends with you and I wasn't like deep dark friends with Josh either. But to be where you're at is is awesome because when I was at your age is when I was engaged to my fiance. But I didn't have, I didn't really have anything going for me, for lack of a better way of saying. And you, you, you have your head on right. You, you've got this podcast and this podcast alone could send you to the stars and you don't even know it yet. It's a possibility. This right here could be your calling. This right here could be the reason why God created you is this specific podcast. You don't know. It could be. Or this podcast will up other doors for you to go through. And remember, when one door closes, another one opens. So it's not like you're getting shut out. You know, you're not getting locked in the house. You just need to find a different avenue in the house to get out of it. Wow. So make sure that you know, just this could be it. Keep that in mind and just keep your head on your shoulders. Like I said before, don't lose contact with God and, you know, just be the best darn brother and son and fiance that you can be. Thanks. Thanks, dude. Everything you say, just wisdom. I need to write it all down, put it in a book and, and read it every day. But Thank you so much for coming on here, Daniel. I truly appreciate it. This episode has just been great. I, I love talking to you and, and hearing how you think and about how God has been working in your life. And I truly appreciate it. So as always, love one another. Thank you for listening to God Talks with Joey Oswald.